Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, as we continue our player review slash preview series for this offseason, continuing with the defense and getting to, in my opinion, the most interesting part of this defense going into this season. A guy that the Avs invested in heavily last offseason after acquiring him at the deadline and helping them win a Stanley Cup is Josh Manson. It was really good for certain stretches of last season but it's a very small sample size because he did not play for most of the season and very, very capped off with the playoffs where I think Evan said it best saying he was 50% is probably being extremely generous. It, there was a struggle for Josh Manson. last. Oh, struggle is putting it nicely. Yeah. Um, you could very much tell that that guy was not a hundred percent. He, he just was not the same Josh Manson. And it was, just how the team was decimated with injuries last year that they needed the corpse of Josh Manson to play. And he, you could say he cost them a couple games in that series. There are, I'd say two exact results that if Josh Manson did not make certain plays, I think the abs would have won those games. Yeah. It's also an indictment on how Josh Manson played in that series that they were as decimated as they were. And he did not play game six and seven. Yeah. I think say like 25% is like as generous as you can say he was in that series. Yeah. yeah it, it was just, it, it was a series of unfortunate events for Josh Manson all of last year. And it was funny because we were going into the playoffs. I remember like, Oh, Josh Manson's going to be back. That's going to help this defense. That's going to what put this team over the edge because what we had saw in the regular season, Josh Manson was playing great hockey for the abs. Like well, he, the thing. like he the- was great. Manson was hurt for most of the season because early in December, he got that week to week injury. We were told four to six weeks turned out to be 11 weeks that he was out. Then he comes back in that game against Minnesota and goes crazy. First shift, just knocks someone over and then adds several more hits in that game in a game that the Avs got dominated in the wild kicked them up and down the ice. One of the only reasons the abs won that game was how good and effective Josh Manson was. It didn't help Marc-Andre Fleury couldn't make a save in that game, but Josh Manson was a beast in that game, played a couple more games, looked okay. Then after that game against New Jersey, went back out of the lineup does not come back into the playoffs. And like we were talking about it, it was rough. It was really rough. He looked like he just had a hard time moving. Every time he had to turn to face the puck, it it looked like someone was like winding him with a crank with how slow it was. It was rough to watch. It was because what we had saw Josh Manson in the previous playoffs was, holy shit, this guy's one of the best. He was phenomenal. He was was great. That entire cup run. He was so damn good. So it was shocking to see how quickly that turned. But then we'll never know how injured he was because he'll never say anything and the abs will never say anything about it. But it was very clear that he was not capable of playing up to the standards that you expect of Josh Manson. 
And this was a worry when we traded for him. I remember when we talked to uh, the Quack Report guys, RIP. Um, I remember when we they're talked not, they're to They're not dead. The they're not dead, but yeah. the show's dead. Thank you. That's for clarification. People don't listen. They, they stopped <laughs> making the dead. show. They're fine. Yeah, they're totally fine. They live, totally in, they fine. live in Canada, though. So Yeah, they live in Canada, but it's it's okay. Um, they said the one thing with Josh Manson is he gets hurt a lot. And we really got to see that this year it, because it was frustrating because I do feel like if we had a healthy Josh Manson, the season could have gone totally different. Yeah. I mean, we still won the division, even with all the injuries, but playoffs wise, again, like so many guys we've talked about, if this guy was healthy, if this went right, you probably win that series. If Val's available, if Manson is 75%. It's actually end. shocking that series went seven with all the shit that happened to this team. It's like last season is just such a fucking trip to talk yeah. about. It's like this went wrong. But we still won the Central and had the top seat, or at least top seat in the Central going into the playoffs. Yeah. And we got our asses kicked by the Kraken, but we still lost by one in a game seven because we had three games where we still like kick them up and down the ice. Yeah. Very weird season to talk about. I can't wait till we have another season to talk about so we don't have to talk about this one anymore. Agreed. But even just getting back to that, it Manson, I feel like, is a very good. I feel like he's a very good way to describe that entire season where you invested the money that you did in him last off season. Four and a half is not cheap. There was a lot of rumblings. He wanted to go back to Anaheim. It was kind of a surprise that he came back at all, but you get him back. You invest that money in him. He looks good when he plays here, but you, you never got a chance to see the full thing with him last year. And he had the procedure after the playoff series and is going to be ready for training camp. If he's a hundred percent, I feel like that does change things with this team because you never got to see this defense with Josh Manson last year. Is he a guy that is going to push them over the top? No, he's a complimentary piece. Like we were talking about with Gerard, you throw him with puck movers like Gerard or Byram and he opens up the ice for them. He is, he brings something to this lineup that this team desperately needs. Physicality, especially on the def- defensive side of the, zone, of the puck. Like it, it is you look at the abs defenseman and it's like, oh, Josh Manson is really the only one you could qualify as a physical defenseman. Right. Physical first defenseman. Yeah. Like that's really I mean, Jack Johnson's too old for that now. I mean, he he probably could still be classified as a physical one. But um it's just gonna be it's interesting because if he is a hundred percent and he can go into the year, I feel so confident in this defenseman group because he is that glue guy that you need on the defensive side. Because we talked about it with Byram and Gerard, they need a player like Josh Manson to be on the opposite side of them because they he opens the ice up for everyone else on on the defensive side. So I would love to see Josh Manson be healthy. It's just his track record shows if you can get 65 games out of him, that's a success. Yeah. I mean, there's not been many seasons in the past where you can even say he's been kind of healthy. I mean... The year we acquired him, he was pretty healthy with us, but he played 45 games before that, so he still missed a good chunk of games with the Ducks. Played 23 the year before. That was the shortened season, but still that's maybe like half of the year right there, not even half, less than half. 50 games, and then 18-19, he played 74. So there was a three-year stretch from 17 to 19 where he played most of the season, but for the last couple years, he's been banged up a lot, and you're hoping – He's got he's gotten the work done on him. He's gotten surgery and everything. You're hoping that can stop being the case, but injuries they sink seasons. They're they're impossible to predict. 
Yeah, they're impossible to predict. So if you can get like 65 games out of Josh Manson, that's a win in my books. Um, and it's really going to be interesting to see what the Avs decide to do with him because I think we all envision what Josh Manson could be for the Avs because we saw that cup run where he was one of the better defensemen on the ice for a couple nights, made some big plays. He had the the overtime winning goal against the Blues. He had that save in game six. Like the he was fantastic in the cup final. Like him and Byron were animals together. So we know what Josh Manson can be. It's just can he get back to that point where he was? Because that was a great however many games they played in the playoffs run. 20 game run. 20 game run. Yeah. In the 20 games he played in the playoffs, probably some of the best hockey Josh Manson has yep. ever played. And it was a little rough when he got here after we acquired him. You know, he had to learn the new system and everything. He was and, minus and, 11, 22 games. Uh, just, I, know, I know I said in the hard <laughs> episode that you don't put a lot of stock in the plus minus. There was a little bit there with yeah. that Josh Manson after we acquired him. It was pretty rough for a little bit, but he comes into the playoffs and is it's a beast. And one of the guys that helped push this team over the top to that dominant Stanley Cup run. And one of the things that surprised me about Manson is like he's a little more skilled than I think anyone let on with us oh, when yeah. we acquired him. Like He's far from a goal scorer, but he's got the ability to put pucks in the net, especially for a, a physical second pair defenseman. Like he, he's got a shot on him. Like if you, oh, yeah. if you let him wind up for a good snapshot, he's got a pretty solid chance of putting that in. He is, he is more offensively skilled than we give him credit for. I mean, just look at, I, I just remember in the cup final when you had the two goals. And that's in that final, if I remember right, maybe one. I think it was, it was, only, game it was two. one. He had the he had three goals. I know what they are. He had the overtime winner against the Blues in game one. He had the goal in game two against Edmonton. And he had yep. a goal in the blowout against Tampa. Yeah, that was game two. Yeah. That was a two on one with Cagliano. And it's like, yeah. why is Vasquez even playing the past? Cagliano can't shoot because he has a broken finger. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I can remember if he had two or not. But uh, yeah. It, he can be more offensively skilled than we give him credit for. But the problem is, is that he's usually playing with an offensive defenseman. So that offensive defenseman kind of takes the limelight away from him. Yeah. But that's a good thing. That's kind of what yeah. you want. The fact that you can put him with a Sam Gerard or a Bo Byram and still have him be at least be a threat to score, at least a threat that if you give him too much space, he has enough skill to put the puck in the net. Cause he played 27 games last year. He had 10 points. I mean, for a, a defenseman of his stature, that's pretty good for a guy. Who, point per game pace or yeah. points per game pace right. of point something. Yeah. You know, I've, you're, you're getting there, whatever you're trying. Yeah. To it was like point. He's just a little short of 0.5 points per game. Right. It's a little short of that. And he's still a few more points to get there. I get what you're yeah. getting at, but we're good. It's, it's, wanna, it's my brain that? is mush brother. You want to try that one again? You can. No, you... I don't. I don't. My brain hurts. Okay. We'll just move on and act <laughs> like that never happened. So, regardless Manson he had a rough season not really to any fault of his own but when he was on the ice for this team he showed promise that yeah they invested four years at four and a half still a little bit of a concern with three seasons to go on that if this season goes poorly for him again injured or just not very good then you're probably gonna start looking into dumping that contract maybe this offseason, but like that's a worst case scenario that you look at. I still believe that Manson with a healthy season is going to at least come close to finishing out that deal, even at 32. Agreed. I, I think there's a very small chance that it's 
this contract ages as poorly as it potentially could. I, I just, I think he's too talented of a player and we saw when he was healthy, what he was bringing to this lineup still. Yeah. I think he, I think he just is such a good fit on this defense. It was a great acquisition from the F scouting staff to go out and get Josh Manson at that deadline because of what he does bring to this team. He's just such a great complimentary piece that fits so well within the system when he has the ability in his body to play it. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050, or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or, fit or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game. Eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50. 10 leg reg for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Now, back to the episode. I, I don't think there's a possibility where they even buy that. I think, if anything, they'd just throw them on LTIR actually this year. Well, and I mean, just get more. You'd have to legitimately be hurt for that. Well, uh, we've seen other teams. Yeah, like, let's, let's be honest here, man. I'm, I'm, honest. I'm, I'm talking like, oh, we got to follow the rule. Fuck that. We don't need to follow. No yeah, rule. I I think that's what they'd actually do this time around is if it they would actually just throw them on LTIR and get that cap relief. Yeah. So I just he's too talented of a player when he's healthy. And what he brings to this team is so much physicality. And just gives you that safety blanket, especially with Eric Johnson leaving this year. You need that type of guy there. Yeah. And the thing with Josh Manson that I think a lot of people are kind of waiting for us to get to, stay out of the box. The man takes a lot of penalties because he started the season, even when he was healthy, he took 16 minor penalties in 27 games. If you put that over the course of like the entire season, would have been like close to 50, 48, I believe, which I think. Don't even ask me a math question at this point. <laughs> I think I think walking away, that would have been the most minor penalties in the NHL. Now, a lot of those penalty military fights, we remember when he fed Jamie Ben his lunch in that one fight and knocked, awesome. him, knocked him the fuck out. Awesome. Worth those five penalty minutes every single time. The minor penalties, they got to be cleaned up. Like the one he had in game four against the Kraken, in overtime wasn't the, wasn't the worst penalty ever, but it's also because he couldn't move. Oof. I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving I'm him flack. Literally just diving. <laughs> I fucking hated that. I, I still think they were going to win that game. I still do. Didn't too. Take that fucking call. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was funny. Oh, man. But yes, the penalties need to be cleaned up for Josh Manson because it is. It's just one of those things. You're really one of the only penalty killing defensemen we have left at this point. Now we we need you to be on the ice when there's a when there's a penalty kill. Right. As a special as a specialist at very least, because Tays is very capable of killing. Yeah. Him. And Gerard got the reps last year. I think Byram's going to get reps this year on the penalty kill, and Kale McCarr can just do everything. But he can. Manson's a little more of like a. a utility in that area yeah and that that's really what i need josh manson to do is just keep byram off the ice for penalty kill that'd be ideal world for me honestly so i mean i wouldn't mind byram getting on just i mean you want you want you want him to get reps he's young yeah. you, want, you want him to at least have that developed eventually but he can't my, my thing with it is he'd have to be out there with manson because you can't expect sure. him to that's fine to I, mean, front the, I mean if it's game 30 of the regular season yeah like, Put Byram out there. I mean, who cares at that point? That's fair. That's a fair point. But I need Josh Manson to stay healthy. And I need him to stay out of the box because he can be a very good defenseman for this team. And he can be a valuable asset to Bo Byram and or Sam Gerrard. He is really the missing puzzle piece of the defense right now. And when you said he is the biggest question mark going into the season, I think you're 100% right. Because we could get the Josh Manson that we got in the playoffs lot or two years ago, or we could get the Josh Manson we saw last year where he plays 20 games. Right. Because if Manson gets hurt again, then you're talking about Jack Johnson's getting bumped up to second pair, or you're putting Byron and Gerard together. And then you're talking that once again, Brad Hunt playing significant minutes on his team or Sam Malinsky and Jack Johnson. And maybe Sam Malinsky's really good, but we don't, we literally don't know that right now. So there's really no point in even talking about it. You need him to stay healthy and you need him to not only be healthy, but you need him to go back to the Josh Manson that we acquired and has shown that he is a very good player on this team and on the system that takes a lot of pressure off of everyone else and gets under everyone else's skin. Gets under everyone else's skin is a good way to put it. He's really the only fighter we have left now. (laughs) Well, we still have Curtis, but uh, we don't need him in the lineup too much at very least. Whoa, bro. Let's let's calm it down. Um, Plenty but you, you you do need you do need Josh Manson out there. So I it could be it's a coin flip for me. I, I could see um the season going great, or I could see being a repeat of last season. It, it, there's no like it's 50-50 right now at this point. Yeah. I mean, again, injuries are something that you just can't predict, but based on the evidence that we've seen with Josh Manson on the ice, there are things he does very, very well on this team. We saw it in the playoff run, how effective he can be. We saw it when he was healthy this season, how effective he can be when he's on the outside of the penalty box at the very least, because that is a very significant downside to his game is how often he's in the penalty box. But when he is healthy, he does bring things that this team does desperately need. Yeah, it's just... My worry with him is what like we've already seen the peak of Josh Manson, right? I think so. It, I mean it, at, at 32, you're not Yeah. Like, this is what you are. Like we're just hoping for level. So we're just hoping for him to stay here. We're not hoping for the dip. And there is some worry that that dip is going to come. There is some worry with that. But I think he's going to I think he's gonna be able to hang on for at least this year. And I think he's going to have a bounce back here. He had the surgery. Hopefully he's coming in 100% healthy. Because honestly, I 
I doubt very many players going into the last season were healthy coming into the season. A hundred percent healthy. Yeah, probably a pretty fair point with all that. Yeah. He's going to be 32 when the season starts. His birthday is October 7th. So I don't think 32 is really when you can really be like, oh, here comes the age curve, like maybe a little bit, like maybe he's not as peak anymore, but once you start getting to 33, 34, then you might start to, to sweat a little bit. I think 32 is like the last year you can really be like, yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, should be good. That's just so funny because I'm so close to 32 and it's like, oof, I'm not totally downhill from after that point when it comes to physicality at least. Yeah. So um, I think he's going to be okay. It's just there is that slight fear that maybe the playoffs were of last year were were a precursor of what it's what's to come. I sure hope I'm wrong, but it seems like we could be head down that path in a couple of years. Yeah. And that's I mean, terrifying to think about. I mean, you only got three years left on this deal. Four and a half, especially when that cap goes up, is not the hardest thing in the no. world to dump. It's far from an albatross of a deal or anything like that. I'm not super worried about it. I, I want to see how his body holds up this season. because He's had the surgery. He's had a long time to recover. My hope is that he can fully get back to, to Josh Manson level. If he can do that, that's a big part of this team. But if he can't, that's a, that's a really big black hole on this team right now. On If that's the case, outside of Kale, a very weak right side. You're putting a lot of stock and a lot of hope into a 32-year-old defenseman with injury history. And that's scary, but it also could work out great. And you hope it does. Yeah, you it hope does, it does. You don't have a lot of options. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, it's rough. And it goes back to the point we said in the Gerard episode. It'd be nice to have another defenseman on this team right now. Yeah. An NHL caliber defenseman with that $2 million we have left. So, oof. What do you, what grade wise do you give Josh Manson for, for last year? It's tough. I, I think it's an incomplete. It's an, it's an incomplete grade. If you have to factor it in with the injuries, probably a C minus or a C or in, in that area. Cause, but again, it feels unfair because a lot of the Josh Manson that we saw, you can't even call that Josh Manson. No, it was the corpse of Josh Manson. Right. And he he is a better player than what was shown. I think you just give him an incomplete just because he I don't think he played enough games to qualify to get a grade. Right. <laughs> like even with the playoffs, he played what twenty seven games total. <laughs> like yeah, that. I, think, I think with the playoffs plus five, like thirty two games. Yeah. Like that's an incomplete grade in my book for him. So I just, I need Josh Manson to show me that he can play 60 games next year. I think 60 would be glorious. Just if he plays 60, you'll be like, hell yeah. Just be healthy in the playoffs. Yeah. That's really all you can ask for out of anyone, really. Cause that's all that matters. Yeah. So I, I think incomplete's a fair grade to give him. I guess my prediction for next year is 60 games, 10 points, maybe. I think, like, I think he can get past 10 points at the very least. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go 15. Well, 15 points. I, I just I don't think he's gonna be scoring a bunch. I all I care is that he's playing 18 to 20 minutes a night. Yeah. I mean, I, I could give him in the, the 20, 25 range, honestly, in a, in a full 82 game season. He had 10 points last year in 27. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got the ability to put up points. You know, he's not just going to sit on the third pair and finish the season with like five points. Yeah. A bit. 
it's not his focus. You don't really care about the offense Josh Manson's given you, but I'll give him 25. It's going to be, I think Josh Manson for like the first 20 games of the season next year is going to go absolutely like he's going to be one of the best players on the team. Yeah, nuclear. Yeah, he's going to go nuclear. And then after that point, it's like, all right, dude, just stay healthy. Like, that's all. I I don't need you to be the hitting machine that you're probably going to be these first 20 games because he's going to be pissed off. Um, Because as much like misery as we've had on that game for a penalty against Seattle, can you imagine Josh Manson's head, how much that's driving him crazy? Probably, yeah. He's going to be pissed. So I'm interested to see what happens next year for Josh Manson, but he is without a doubt the biggest question mark going into next year. Uh, you put it perfectly at the beginning of the episode. This is the player that we just don't know if he is going to be good or bad. And it's going to be a massive swing for this defense either way. Uh, there's going to be a huge part of this defense and why they're really good or one of the reasons we have to trade a first at the deadline or something. Yeah, because like every other player on this roster, I feel like, has some predictability with them. Like, right. we, we we can we can see with Trent, Josh Manson, you literally have no idea. He he right. could be really good or he could be an absolute shit show. There's there's no in-between. Yeah, there's really, there's really no two ways about it with him. But I think that's about all I've got on him for today. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just... Uh, very funny. Like we talked about plus minus with how little Josh Manson played. Then he was what? Like plus he was plus 13 in those 27 games. It's like, how does that stat happen? Because remember how bad the PK was at the beginning of the year. And it was mostly because of Jack or Eric Johnson and Josh Manson. Like how did he end up plus 13, man? I think, it, I think when he was on the ice, I saw this, he had a, there was a very high on ice shooting percentage with him. We just kept scoring when he was on the ice. All right, so we'll score more with Josh Manson's on the ice because that's what the numbers are telling us. Stats never lie. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I'm good, man. Well, yeah, so that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. As always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Teledabs. Abs it is. You can also use promo code Teledabs it is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time when we're talking about Jack Johnson. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs.